0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And welcome, welcome, folks. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armander There is... Oh my goodness, folks, look, welcome, 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 and thanks for listening, and for all you new listeners who are at home today, welcome to the On Point with Victor show, and those of you who are get to watch for the first time, uh, I hope I look okay today, because this is a face for radio, <laughs> so at least most of the times it is, so, but welcome, welcome all. Look, we're going to have a, a, a little bit of fun today today. Uh, we are here. We are live um, here at America's Web uh, Radio Studios. Uh, at least two of us <laughs> are going to push through and persevere today. Um, look, folks, it, I, I joke, and, and and you guys heard me last week talk about uh, some of the overreaction and thing that's going on. Um, and, and look, you gotta you you've got to keep a sense of humor. Uh, And some of this so don't get mad at your friends and and tell your friends not to get mad at you um, when you may you know uh, sometimes dealing with uh, with some tough situations uh, involves humor and that keeps things grounded I guess in a way Uh, so we're gonna have a little bit of fun today Um, but we are here we are pushing through. Uh, but those of you who who are having to stay home and you 're having to work from home and and all these precautions are being taken look don't don 't get mad you You hear me say this all the time when you 're discussing things with um, with Democrats or liberals or socialist uh or you know even establishment republicans or never trumpers um, don 't get mad don 't get angry you you Hold up your point of view, and you use the facts and everything, the research that you've done. Because I know many of my listeners do their own research, which is great. Everyone should. Uh, but when a when a liberal or a Democrat or a socialist or an establishment never Trumper uh, starts to call you names, <laughs> walk away. Don't worry about it. Laugh at them. Smile. Walk away, and say when you're ready to have a discussion, then you know this discussion can resume. So in the same way that, that we're having, uh, in in many ways, an, uh, an overreaction. Um, and I'm not saying, look, I don't want to um, minimize what's going on with the Wuhan virus. Um, folks, let's, let's face some facts. It is a very highly contagious virus, uh, more, more so probably than the swine flu in terms of contagions um but not in terms of death and 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 the and the number of americans that had it and the number of hospitalizations we have not even become to to reach the numbers of the swine flu um, which is why last week, you know, we went over on a special show on my normal show, and then a special show. We went over and over the differences and the numbers from 2009 to 2010 with the swine flu. And I asked you guys, look up, go to go YouTube or, ne- or do some Nexus Lexus search on the news uh, stories that were coming out during during the swine flu, um, folks. I, I mentioned this before. I'm not going to rehash it, but but just to put things in perspective. I, told you guys last week, and you can look it up for yourself, uh, President Obama, the Obama administration, the O. Biden, <laughs> Obama administration, as Biden likes to call it, uh, it took them six months to, to issue a travel restriction or any travel restrictions. Um, you had officials from the administration saying, uh, by no means should this be a panic. You had administration officials from the O. Biden, Obama administration saying, uh, that we don't need to close borders or restrict Travel. That's that's not who we are. You know, you had them saying things like that, while at the same time, we were getting up to sixty plus million people infected in the United States, almost three hundred thousand hospitalizations in the United States, and over twelve thousand deaths in the United States. That was from the swine flu. Now you compare that to today. Today we have. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna—I'll pull it up in a minute, folks, and I'll give you the number. But it's—it's a it's hundred and I believe eighty something thousand cases in the world. Um, so here in the United States, the cases are—I are, think we're up to a thousand something cases, with the majority being in California, New York, and the state of Washington. Um, just the fact that President Trump, the Trump administration, shut down flights from China in January. Folks, I cannot tell you what an impact that has on where we are today. You guys hear me all the time talk about what is done yesterday will affect tomorrow. What we do today will affect tomorrow. And Donald Trump, who went against some of his own advisors did an immediate stop in January. As soon as he, the word got out from China about the Wuhan virus and everything, the truth started coming out of China, he stopped all flights from China and he started putting a travel ban in place. That was in January. Had he not done that, look, California would be way worse. Washington, the whole United States, we would be in much, much more dire uh, position right now. So in an, I guess what I'm trying to say is... Credit should be given where credit is due. And if you are going to, and I'm talking to those in the media, if you're going to treat this different than you did the swine flu just because there's an R in the White House, then shame, 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 shame. Because you're not hurting the R in the White House. You're hurting the very people that you Democrats always say you care about. And that's just the truth. That's just the facts. Uh, so so, for once, it would be nice if we could drop the partisanship, if we could drop this D and R crap and actually face a pandemic. Let's actually give credit that we've got a hold on this so far. Now, could things change? Of course, they could change. But right now, we should not be talking through the lens or uh, of a or the megaphone of a politics or politicians. We should be looking at this from Americans. And when we unite, I've told you before, when we unite and stand together as an American family, there isn't one force that can take us down. Not one, including a viral outbreak. So... Right now, instead of uh, the media trying to figure out a way to use this against Trump to take him down, which has been their goal for three and a half years, it's been the Democrat dream for three and a half years just to figure out a way to take Trump out. Rather than continue with that line, why don't we pull together and 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 let's say, OK, what we've done here is good. What the administration did here is good. Now, how about we do this? Maybe we should do this. Let's come together and pass this that is the kind of cooperation that we need right now the last thing we need right now is a bunch of politicians passing a bunch of spending bills that have nothing to do with the viral outbreak uh, i'm sorry writing a big check and holding generations and generations and generations of american and putting of americans and putting them in debt because you see a crisis that you don't want to let go to waste that's politics folks that's politics and and, you you know, do me a favor if you want to fact check me on this. Look up, do a little Google search or a YouTube search on a name of a guy called Rahm Emanuel. Rom Emanuel. Just, I'm not even going to tell you much about him. I'll tell you he's a Democrat. Look him up. He let the cat out of the bag years ago when he said, uh, and I cannot remember from memory of uh, the, the exactly where he was when he said this, but you can find it. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it if you do a DuckDuckGo search, or you can do a Google search. Uh, but Rahm Emanuel, look him up, and and just Google or, or DuckDuckGo, Rahm Emanuel, crisis. Don't let a crisis go to waste. This man actually said that You should never allow a good crisis go to waste. So don't allow. This is what we as Americans need to stand up and push back against. We should not allow politicians to run rampant with a crisis. And what I mean by that, we cannot sit down and let liberties and freedoms be trampled in the name of a crisis. We cannot sit down and allow politicians to run through through programs that they can't, they could not pass yesterday, but they think they can pass tomorrow because of the crisis today. We cannot allow that. And if you look up Rahm Emanuel, you're going to see where he said, you should never let a good crisis go to waste. All those things that you couldn't pass or you thought you couldn't pass, you need to pass during a crisis. He said that. You can look it up yourself. Uh, just like I said, look it up, Rahm Emanuel. Crisis don't go to waste. And you'll find what I'm talking about. So what we need to avoid right now are letting politicians in the middle of the night run through big spending bills so that we can saddle generations of Americans to come with more and more debt in the name of a crisis. Now, I am not saying we can't come together and battle this crisis because I think we're doing a pretty good job so far. I already mentioned the Trump administration, what they did in January. Um, Now, is there a little overreaction in some states? Do do every, does every state in the United States need to close down every restaurant? No, but out of an abundance of a, a precaution, is it is it going to be okay for the next two weeks for us to spend some time at home, folks? That's okay. It really is. Don't get angry. Don't get angry because you can't go to your next movie. Look, I I had a, several movies this week I wanted to go see. I'm not going to be able to do it. You know, I'm a big movie goer. It's okay. I'm going to get through it. So we can get by without going to the bars and restaurants and everything for for at least, uh, you know, look, this shouldn't be more than I'm thinking, more than a week or two. Um, And then we can make sensible decisions. Now, I say that, but it all needs to be on a volunteer basis. We cannot allow the Constitution to be trampled in the name of a crisis. We cannot allow the Constitution to be trampled because some mayor in some city or some governor is declaring an emergency. So there's a fine line here we need to walk, folks. There really, really is uh but i don't want you to get angry i want you to to make the decision that yeah i'm going to sit home a few days or yeah i'm going to cook out yeah i'm going to last night i had a cook out i had some friends over we, we built a fire in the in the fire pit we roasted some marshmallows made some s'mores and we uh we, we grilled some food you know, use this as an opportunity to turn it into something positive. Go spend some time with a family member you haven't seen in a while. Uh, spend some time with a friends you haven't seen in a while. You've been too busy. Life is busy. Normal life is busy. This economy has been going through the roof, which is making lots of people busy. Well, you know what? Now you're going to have about maybe 15 to 30 days to sit back and reflect a little bit and and turn this into a positive thing where you can spend some time with the people you haven't been able to spend time with. Um, take some time. Reach out on the phone. Talk to somebody you haven't been talking to for a while. Um, this is also a great opportunity to help your neighbor. Look there is nothing uh, more powerful than than an American helping an American, a fellow American helping a fellow American. That is conservatism. The media is not going to tell you what conservatism is. The Democrats aren't going to tell you what conservatism is. But when we get down to brass knuckles, real conservatism is helping the neighbor. So so you can use this as a chance to ch- you know, opportunity, check on your neighbor, check on some friends. We can turn this into a positive thing We really can And folks, I'm telling you It's going to be We're going to be past this before you know it Okay We are going to have to take a break uh, Now, going into this break uh, I, I'm going to tell you this When we come back I, I'm going to go into a few things About some of the things that are happening We'll get into some stock market things We'll get into some economy things We'll get into to uh, making social distancing hip um, We're going to get into We're Americans So you hang tight we will be right back. This is On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio.
2: Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadobodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it, and you'll love having one in your shower. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak.
3: Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And listen to The Doctor's Lounge, where you get a private insight into the conversations that doctors have amongst themselves. Join us Thursday, 8 a.m. every week. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a twenty-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: All right, all right, and welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Okay, that was a short break, and I'm going to try to keep the... the uh, well, I need to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Mr. Producer over here in front of me is going to try to keep the breaks to a minimum today so that we can we can have a good discussion and that we can get out as much information as possible and I can answer some questions, too. Um, I do have a listener. <laughs> of course, my computer just went down. Uh, I do have a listener. Uh, Luce, if you are out there, um, go ahead and call in. Uh, we may have some tef- – I'm just going to go ahead and tell you we may have some technical difficulties technical difficulties today uh, because we're a little understaffed, but uh, but Luce, if you're there, I just sent you the number. So uh, go ahead and call in, and uh, we will try and get you on. Uh, I do want to talk to you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Luce is a, is a dear friend of mine, and she's on the opposite side of the dial as me. I mean, you guys know I'm a conservative libertarian and a, and a constitutionalist, um, and um, I have a dear friend in Luce who... Um, is a uh, let's just say she's to the left of the tile and I have fun with her uh, but I'm hoping she can call in today and we can have a good discussion because I think she has some good questions and she brings up some good points and um, we'll have a good conversation so so we'll give that a shot so if Lucy if you're out there go ahead and call and um, we'll we'll uh We'll get you on as long as everything works, but I make no promises. So, uh, But we have quite a few uh, new listeners joining in today, and, and I really, really appreciate it, uh, guys. And I'm trying to get my uh, computer here to, to get up and running here so that I can answer some questions because I know some of you guys are firing off questions because if you go to the America's Web Radio Facebook page, America's Web Radio Facebook page, you can actually fire questions off to me while I'm doing the show. Um, You can also go to YouTube and And you can pull up uh the america's web radio YouTube page, and you can find us there because and maybe during the next break i'll get somebody to help me out here because uh, I'm having a little trouble but anyway um but you can you can go to the america's web radio facebook page you can go to america's web radio YouTube page and watch live now if you go the one i'm gone pulling up right now is my face is the america's web radio facebook page um, so if you want to go there as soon as I get this thing up and running i'll be able to answer questions so all right, let's move on a little bit here. Uh, now, a lot of people have been, or well, some of the questions that I've asked is that people, people uh, that I've been asked, if people are are asking me, hey. I've noticed that some in the media now are are saying they're not they're not telling us where the virus came from, that uh, CNN, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, you know, the, the normal crowd, the, the lamestream media, that they're not reporting the origins of the virus, that they're actually trying to downplay that um, look that's by design. Unfortunately, we've got members of the media who just cannot help themselves, but make this political. Um, But if you're wondering, um, there is factual data, factual evidence. There is no ambiguity here. This virus came from Wuhan, China. And now did China do this on purpose? Look, I I am not going to go down that road. I mean, it's a theory and, and you can entertain it and maybe, maybe we'll find out. But, but what we do know, is the virus originated in China. Uh, it actually can be traced all the way to a live animal farm in Wuhan, China. Now, was it leaked out of a lab, or did it was it just happen? Did they inject it in an animal? Who knows? Who knows? But we do know that the origins of the virus came from... A live animal market in Wuhan, China. So, for those of you asking, that's where it came from. Uh, and you can, you can, you could probably do some search and find before the media decided that they didn't want to tell that story, uh, that, that it was reported. It was reported, but then they decided, well, you know what, we can hurt Trump if we don't report that. So, you know, again, silly politics, silly politics, but, but that's where it came from. Um, now what's also not being reported, and this is just a downright shame, you know, when this first – look, folks, we're, we're going back to November of last year, possibly even before, when this virus broke out in Wuhan, China. And the Chinese – now, look, they're communists, and a communist is a communist is a communist. So uh, they tried to hide this. They tried to hide the outbreak. Um, go search the doctor who, who blew the whistle. The first doctor in Wuhan, China, that blew the whistle <laughs> was uh, – Let's just say he was carried away and taken to a re-education camp. Um, the The guy was 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 taken away, was reprimanded, had to come back and say, "No, no, I, I wasn't telling the truth," or whatever they made him say. Um, he's dead now. Uh, he he apparently succumbed to the Wuhan virus himself, or he succumbed to the hand of the communists. You never know. Uh, but but when you look at but look at the there are what they call independent. Oh, how? Do, what's the best way to put this? An independent journalist in China. Um, there are people in China that are just citizen citizen journalism. That's what it, that's, that's the word I'm looking for. You can't find them anymore. Any citizen journalist that was trying to blow the whistle on the Wuhan virus was carried away and taken away. Uh, my guess is to one of the many Chinese re-education camps. Um, that needs to be understood because what China did – in the beginning, by trying to cover this up and put the hush on it, uh, really, really put the world in peril. And and that's a shame. That's a shame. Now China's being f- – at least what we can tell, uh, they're being a little bit more honest about things, and, and they're – we don't even know if they're accepting help. I'm, I don't know, I should say. Uh, but hopefully they're accepting help from the rest of the world because when they did let the news out – the United States was the first one to stand up. The Trump administration was the first one to stand up and say, we are prepared to send you scientists and doctors, some of our best. And China said no. So all of those things you need to keep in perspective, uh, because th- those are things that have happened. And and the reason we are here today where we are today is because of things that happened in the past uh, and, and the way China handled this in the beginning, which was, which was awful. Uh, now... Seems like China's got a got a handle on it. They're they're they have you know you're going to hear talk about getting on the other side of the curve. And what what the the scientists and the governments and the CDC and everybody what they mean by getting on the other side of the curve is that you're going to plateau with the number of cases that are being uh, that are that are that are being found every day. You'll plateau, and then those cases will start coming down, and then we'll start re- reducing the number. That's getting on the other side of the curve. That's happening in China. And it's happening in South Korea. Um, so so that's a good thing. That's a very good sign too because it shows that that this can be controlled and when the right things are done that it you'll hit the plateau and you'll start down on that back side of the curve. So there's proof of this. Uh now I was asked why is Italy having a hard time? Why why is France and you know some of these other countries? Look, Italy's having a hard time because of open borders. I'm sorry, that's just the fact. Italy didn't do a travel ban. Italy didn't do anything. They were letting people stream across their border. And now look what happened. You you take – folks, look at me. Okay, if you're not watching, listen to me. If you have a contagion, if you have a, high risk, a highly contagious disease like the Wuhan virus or COVID-19, if you ha- – and you know what? While I'm at it, let me deviate for a second – I think last week I, I was using my own logic and, and, and uh, made an assumption that the 19 meant uh, that that was the number of corona strain, and it is not. The number 19 means that the corona strain was founded in 2019. Um, so I uh, just want to make that correction because uh, I don't want to give any you guys wrong information. So anyway, so the Wuhan virus, the COVID-19. If you take something like this this virus which is very 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 contagious and easily spread and you you add that to an open border situation and you add that to a very big population what do you think is going to happen it isn't going to take – it only takes patient zero or, or a patient zero to come across the border and infect one because one becomes two, becomes four, becomes eight, becomes 16, becomes 24, and so on and so on. That's what happened in Italy. And then you couple that with socialized medicine. Italy has exactly what your two Democrats are, are – and the whole Democrat Party is proposing today. They want to take us to a single – what they call a single-payer health care, which is – government control over health care. Italy has it, ladies and gentlemen. Italy has it. And look at the trouble they're having. They cannot keep up with the viral outbreak. They don't have the hospital beds. They don't have the treatment facilities. And you know what they're doing? They're rationalizing health care. And you know who's losing? The elderly. Now, who is the Wuhan virus the worse on? The elderly. So who's dying in Italy right now? The elderly. And what's happening in Italy with their government run healthcare? The elderly are going to go first. Why? Because the elderly aren't producing in society anymore. The elderly aren't proficient enough to create a tax base for the to support the healthcare system. So when you ration healthcare, which every government system will do, you're going to knock out the people who aren't producing. And folks, the elderly just doesn't produce a tax base anymore. So that's what you're seeing in Italy if you doubt me if you're one of the democrats out there that's doubting me uh, go look it up go look up the healthcare system in italy um and and we don't want that here so we we just don't want that here in the u.s and and that's what that's the road we're on if we're not careful with who we elect uh so that's the the answer to the italy question that i had and then um you know we'll get into some more questions here too um but I want to talk a little bit uh, – I, I want to put your mind at ease for the stock market. Despite what the Democrats want everybody to know and despite what the media, you know, hopes you don't figure out, is, you know, every, everyday America is is involved in Wall Street. Wall Street isn't just a bunch of fat Democrats up there with their hedges and hedge bets and everything uh, because that's the other thing I'll tell you, folks, is 90 percent of Wall Street is Democrat. They're in bed with Democrat politicians um, sorry, but it's just true. So, but, but there are there are everyday Americans are in the stock market. If you have a four hundred one k, you're in the stock market. If you have an IRA, you're in the stock market. If you have these different kind of savings plans with with the four hundred one ks and different uh, work sponsored savings plans and other plans, you're in the stock market. You don't have to be a millionaire and a billionaire as uh, Bernie Sanders likes to say, millionaires and billionaires, uh, to be in the stock market. So so all of you should be concerned with what's going on with the stock market right now. And w- let me put you at ease because the, the, the decline in the stock market right now is an artificial decline. It is a decline because of a viral outbreak. It's in decline because of uncertainty. If there's one thing that the stock market doesn't like and that's uncertainty. So what you're seeing is a, you're seeing a decline because of uncertainty, because of the virus. But once we get a handle, which I think we're, we're definitely got a handle on it and and it's going to get better. Once that news is out and once people see and feel, feel assured that, okay, the viral is, the virus is on the decline. You're going to see the stock at mar- the stock stock and market. I sound like my dad. You're going to see the stock market rebound quicker than it's ever rebound. I'm telling you, it's going to be hysterical. So sit tight. Don't make a lot of rash decisions. The worst thing you can do is go to your 401k and start making changes. The worst thing you can do is go sell off. Don't do that, folks. Sit tight, because everything that you own that's in the stock market is going to come roaring back. Uh, trust me on this trust me um i i am not just pulling this out of my nether reasons um, i have history to back me up on this um it happened in 2009 2010 with with the big obama recession uh and the crash of the market um it all came back and it will folks it will come back and 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 i, I don't care if it's an r or a d now yes we're going to be in a better situation because um frankly because the trump administration and president trump is not a politician uh he may have an r by his name folks but donald trump's not a republican and he's not a democrat Uh, that's going to actually help us so so just rest assured i mean i'm trying to 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 just to calm or put a sense of calm over you uh is what is what i want to do right now or, or in that segment uh okay so we're gonna to have to go to another break here and this is gonna be a short break, it's gonna be a short one. And when we come back I'll get into some more. I, I I'm going to have to get into the uh the the two oldest whitest men who are representing leading the Democrat Party. So we're gonna go we're gonna go to politics next, folks. So you stay tuned, you're listening to On Point with Victor and America's Web Radio. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. Uh, I did just have a listener, so let me let me put this out there uh, because I don't want to give you any bad information. Um, I did have a, a listener point out that it's a great time to convert to a Roth if you can afford the taxes. <laughs> so. So, so take take that little information there, and then thank you. And I'm not going to give out the uh, caller's name. I mean the uh, listener's name, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yes, if you if you, it's a great time to convert to a Roth if you can afford the taxes. Oh, taxes! Don't get me started. So, um, all right, folks I, I i want I want to do something real quick. Uh, if because, well, just let me do this. Yes, folks, that is the metal version of Danger Zone, and we're all entering the Danger Zone, and the metal version is always better for just about any song, at least according to me. So, all right, so let's get into So I also, okay, I, I, you know, look, I love it when listeners engage, so I, I try and take as much time as I can to point out listener engagement. So I had another listener point out. That, uh, the other night, if you were watching the, uh, I think it was the filming of Grumpy Old Man's Three. Uh, I believe that was what we were watching on Sunday night in <laughs> the so-called debate. Uh, it could have been a tr- movie trailer for Grumpy Old Men Part Three. Uh, but I, I, so I had a listener to just point it out that, uh, on that stage the other night, Bernie Sanders was trashing what he calls Big Pharma uh now if you've ever heard bernie go off on the big pharma i mean it's quite funny because it's it's a lot of uh health care is is a human right and and the big pharma pharma companies they, uh, we we must we must break them up government got to control we got, must put the put the put the government in control of health care this is what you're going to hear bernie sanders say so this listener pointed out that that Bernie wanted to just basically destroy the pharmaceutical industry. Ladies and gentlemen, where do you think vaccines come from? Where do you think treatments come from? Where do you think the R&D, the research and development is done? It ain't done in government. And if you're depending on government to do that kind of research, and if you're depending on government to come out with the best treatments and the best vaccines, you're out of your freaking mind. Because the number one stuff that comes out... In the medical field comes out of the United States because of competition and because of research and development, because of money that the private sector can put forth into these treatments. Look, let me take you back to 2009, 2010, the Obama administration and the swine flu. Let me take you back when that vaccine was being developed. Folks, when that vaccine was developed here in the United States, they couldn't test it here because of the red tape and the bureaucratic government mess. They had to go to Australia. We developed the vaccine here, went to Australia to test it, and then brought it back here. Now, how many lives were lost during the swine flu because of the bureaucratic red tape? When you have a private company that says, we have a swine vaccine, and the federal government says, well, you can't test it here. And the Obama administration said, you can't test it here. Instead of saying, you know what, we're going to cut the red tape, test away so we can save lives. Oh, no, they didn't do that. They said, nah, you can go find somewhere else to test it. So the country of Australia stepped up and said, hey, come test it here. So the swine vaccine was developed here, tested in Australia and brought back here. That's needless, ridiculous time caused because of government red tape. So. Look, folks, I know I sound passionate, but I'm not mad. I'm just right. And that's what's happening here. So, okay, we've got, you know, the phone call. The phones have been going nuts, and you guys have been great coming in. So I think we're going to be able to take a call right now. So I believe we're going to go to the phones right now, and I believe on the line, if I'm getting the correct information, is Larry Gause. Uh, Larry, are you there? Not yet. Okay, Larry's not there yet. As soon as you're there, Larry, you just start talking. Um, and then we'll, again, folks, this is live radio, and sometimes everything doesn't work the way it should work. So, uh, But anyway, let me, let, me, let me get back to this. So here we have this, this, this grumpy old man or grumpy grandpa uh, debate the other night on Sunday. I do want to touch this a little bit. And, Larry, when you're there, just speak up. Can you hear me now? Oh, I I got you, Larry. I got you. All right, perfect. So, uh Larry, thanks for calling in today There's and no and problem. and I I I I will apologize sometimes we just have a little bit of technical difficulties here and uh but it sounds like we've got everything going now so um, for all the listeners out there uh, we're going to welcome Larry to the show uh, this is Larry Gauz. and uh, Larry I was just talking about some of the differences between uh, the uh, Obama administration in 2009 2010 in regards to the swine flu and and how the media reacted then versus now and um, one of the things that happened in the Obama administration is when a when a virus was created i sorry a vaccine was created uh, they wouldn't allow testing to be done in the United States. They had to go test in Australia and then bring it back here. And you right. compare that to now where I know Donald Trump has already dropped all red tape and there's already testing going on now for a COVID-19 um, drug. I mean, I'm i sorry, We're vaccine. States, he's doing it, though. Also, he's letting the
5: states run
1: it. And he's letting the states run it. So, so Larry, uh, first of all, how nice is it to have a president that respects the 10th amendment because that's what should be happening. The states should be taking the lead on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on many, many levels. Uh, but the fact that he's letting the testing already, I mean, here we are, let's say January, February, March, three months into this, and he's allowing testing already on a vaccine. Uh, yeah, that and is.
5: And I think, I mean, he's, he's, they still have to apply with the FTC, uh, FDA for regulations or anything else, but for the most part, he's, he's Says we need we need to cure this. Right,
1: exactly. So he's
5: doing what he has to, to get that. Done. But
1: the big I, difference you know, is, I'm
5: glad he's there because other people wouldn't do
1: that. Well, we've got example of that. We have history to show us that the Obama administration wouldn't allow testing of the vaccine for the swine flu in the United States. It had to be done in Australia. So we're already seeing differences there. But uh, but uh, we, we'll you know we'll move on a little bit from that because one of the other things, Larry, I wanted to, I was just getting into was the grumpy old man debate from uh, Sunday night now Larry let me ask you this we we and listeners all uh, you folks out there listen to me here we have been lectured Larry for how long from the Democrat Party that we can't make advancements unless it's a person of color and unless it's a woman or, you know, all this diversity first message that's been coming out of the Democrat Party. Yet the two guys leading that party right now are the oldest, whitest millionaires that I think they could find. And that's who's running this party. You've got Socialist Sanders and um, I'm going to probably forget my name, Biden. And these are the two guys. Again, two of the oldest, richest, whitest guys I think the Democrat Party could find. So, Larry, how can we take them serious when they talk about diversity?
5: Well, for, for me, is why am I going to listen to people from the government like that who allow thousands of people to live in filth in San Francisco and, and L.A.? And they're going to say, oh, but we know best, you yeah. know. And so I, I think that's where we got to just look at that. This is, this, these are the people who Biden, what, for 40 years got everything wrong? I mean, even his own secretary of defense, um, I can't remember the guy's name is going blank on me, when he was asked about, about Biden, he even put it in his book, um, that Biden got everything wrong for 40 years. So why am I going to listen to him now?
1: Well, that's a great point. Uh, and I've been, gosh, Larry, you know, you know, you and I, we've known each other for a while. And back when the two of us were on the campaign trail in 2010, and then when I was on the campaign in tw- tra- trail in 2016, you know, we, we talked about constantly uh, these areas like San Francisco, L.A., New Orleans, Detroit, uh, parts of New York, uh, San Francisco, uh, even he- here in Atlanta. We've talked about where in the cities that have the most problems, they've had 30, 40, 50 years of Democrat control. No Republican in sight, no libertarian in sight, no independent in sight, strictly Democrat run. And they're running them into the ground. And then they they elect the same person over and over. So why should we listen to them, Larry? That's that's the question that that we need to I guess we need to ask voters again.
5: Well, I think they're waking up because Trump was the first one that really kind of put that on a national scale when he went right into the heart with the um, was it the for their conference and he he didn't back down from it and he goes, listen, give me a chance. You know, why should you continue to do the same thing? And and that that woke everything up and now. I think he's going to get about 30% 40% because this whole Blexit movement that Candace Owen and people are seeing, it's like, wait a minute, they're, they're recognizing that they've been misled. I mean, there's a reason why we have a phrase called, you know, the road to hell is, is paved with good intentions. The liberals have good intentions. They don't want to live, live by it. And they're, you know, they're, they're great to be a fascist until they come after their own stuff, until you come after their stuff. It's great to be a fascist when you can give away everybody else's stuff.
1: Right, exactly, and I want to pause for a minute. Uh, I was just getting—I uh, mentioned earlier. I'm not sure if you heard, Larry, but I had a, a listener, a dear friend of mine. Her name is Luce, and uh, she was going to call in, but she's not. Looks like she's not going to be able to. Uh, but I just want to—I I just want to say this real quick. Look, folks, I just want to use this as an example. Luce is a very good friend of mine. I've known her for years. Uh, she disagrees with probably everything I say, <laughs> and uh, but. She's having a hard time right now in her own life. Um, I'm not going to give away too much, but I I, I just I want to take a chance to wish her the best because I was hoping to be able to talk to her today because I haven't talked to her in a while. But, Luce, if you're listening, uh, stand strong i know you're going through some things and and i and i really truly truly wish you the best uh and i look forward to more spirited debate with you and we're going to do it on air sometime because i think the listeners would have fun uh because look folks Luce is again dear friend of mine a very smart very very smart lady uh we disagree on just about everything but she's very smart and uh, so we'll get you on again loose don't you worry and uh, i also want to welcome a new listener um I have another good friend who's listening, Larry, and she's uh, actually from, uh, I believe she's from Russia. And uh, I have a feeling she might disagree with some political views, which I don't understand because, you know, uh, Russia ain't exactly uh, freedom friendly. <laughs> but I won't get into too much because I don't want Paulina to kick me off the soccer team. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so she, she just happens to be my soccer coach. <laughs> so, but anyway, so Larry, let me, uh, just to get back into some of this. Let me point something out that happened in the debate the other night. So, again, we have the Democrat Party who is who, telling us right now that the only way to survive a viral outbreak is to, le- to elect an old white guy. And uh, this is coming from the party of so-called diversity. Uh, so, so Sunday night we had the debate, Larry. And, Larry, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this might be the first time.
5: That okay, I can't hear you right now. The dog's
1: barking, and you're oh, kind of fading out on me. Oh, uh, they're not, if you're fading out, maybe uh-huh. I can get the uh, Mr. Producer to pull, maybe pull us up and do some sound things. But uh, you let me know, Larry, if it's getting better or worse. Uh, and, Larry, there's nothing I can do about your dog. Sorry about that. But uh, I'm
5: going to move up to my room also. The dogs a, don't seem to uh, understand that I'm working
1: here. That's oh, well, <laughs> awful. Awful. Uh, but let's go back to the debate on Sunday night, with the uh, again, with the two old white guys, the old, two old old millionaires. That want to lead the Democrat Party, I believe, Larry. That's the first time that a candidate running for the president of the United States actually made promises to the non-citizen. Not didn't make campaign promises to the American citizen. Was making promises to the non-citizen. Is that not a little backwards, Larry? I just
5: don't understand that. I mean, we're using American taxpayer dollars to pay for people who aren't who aren't Americans. And, and so it's just, think how much money you'd be able to keep, more money you'd keep, if you weren't doing that. You'd have less taxes, and you'd have more money to spend on your own families. You'd have less school taxes being taken, because we wouldn't be building all these new schools to accommodate people. And having all the teachers that have to have ESL, uh, teachers, for English as a second language, whatever, instructors. All right. Well,
1: I just want, you know, I, I, I look, I, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm losing my words here. I, 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 want the best for this country. And honestly, if a Democrat were to come along today on the lines of Kennedy, um, I could, and who wanted to get rid of taxes and go to a consumption tax, I'd probably be the first to get in line with them. Um, but we don't have that today. And the one thing I don't want to go to is socialism. And and I, I've seen socialism, and and I don't like it. And and I know we can do better by people. Um, Larry, can you yeah. hang on for a second? Okay. Uh, we're going to go to another break, and I and I think I just got a message too that a couple of more people were trying to call in. Folks, I really apologize. We we've just we're understaffed today. I don't have a call screener, and some of the, the the phone calls I just I just can't get to, and and some of the system is, is just not working great. So you may be getting a busy tone. So if you do, I promise I'm going to get you on next time. But uh, but hang tight, we're going to go to a break here. We'll be right back, and we'll get into some more some more about this uh, debate from the other night. So you hang tight, we'll be right back. This is On Point with Victor America's Web Radio.
2: Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around-Town Movers, for that local or cross-country move, Timothy, Around-Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around-Town Movers. Call.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Uh, this is on point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and I am Victor. And there is, look, folks. I told you we're going to have a little fun today. And if I can get this phone thing to work right, then we're going to bring loose on. So loose, if you're out there, hang tight. Paulina, if you're out there, hang tight. Leary. Just, just for the next, you know, we'll, we'll give it another sixty so seconds here because I want you. I know you always have some good things to say. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you here for a few seconds. And um, what, what do you see happening, Larry? What do you see? Take us through Larry's crystal ball of the next thirty days.
5: Well, I think you're going to see a lot of people are going to self quarantine themselves. I, mean, I know I have, and, and it's my friends have. We have enough food and everything else. We, hit, you know, stock stockpiles anyways. So they're going to self-quarantine. You see, your private restaurants right now are doing uh, drive-through service. I mean, I know Chick Fil A closed their doors because they were wiping things down. they were being very vigilant, but it just got to be too much. So it's like, listen, we're going to just make it easier—drive-through only. I went to Hardee's earlier today, got some food, whatever, through the drive-through. Worked like a charm. So that way, the business can stay open. Maybe at a reduced staff. But um, and I think the bad thing is you're going to see Congress try and push through. Some kind of stimulus plan, because I mean, they're talking about like I know the president right now is saying he wants to do a thousand dollars to every you know taxpayer or every every citizen. Well, what do you, I don't agree with that because what are you going to do when this flu hits, or what are you going to do when this thing comes back next year? You you can't just keep giving out the money like that. Mm-hmm. You can kind of just say how are we going to reduce things and, re, and everybody just kind of maybe postpone some payments and waive uh, late fees and stuff like that. Work. I'd rather see them work on that versus mm-hmm. just trying to give any money. But I think for um, if we self-quarantine for for two weeks, just kind of do with the bare minimums you need to do that'll make a a, a big big push. I did want to make one point I thought was interesting. Nigel Farage made a real good point because you see everybody closing the borders because this whole thing, they started, look how it's mushroomed from one person being infected mm-hmm. and how it's mushroomed throughout the whole world. He's, he's made a comment. He's like, well, we're all nationalists now because every country is trying to close our borders to yeah. keep anybody else from coming in so mm-hmm. they can kind of get a
1: handle of it. Well, I that was kind of funny. you know, Larry, you bring up a good point. Uh, just yesterday, uh, uh, I believe it was yesterday, uh, Canada, the uh, – you know what? I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to say anything derogatory. But the, the guy running the show in Canada, he yeah. uh, he came on and uh, and he said he's closing the border. Um, yeah. I have yet to hear the media call him a racist. I have yet for the media to hear the media call him a uh, a nationalist. I have yet to hear them call, call him a Nazi. I haven't heard any of those things, Larry. And in fact, Larry, over the weekend, the, the president of Mexico also said... That he was going to start putting in restrictions and not letting Americans into Mexico. So, I mean, uh, what I'm hearing coming from Mexico is they may build that wall for us. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. But we're all <laughs> now. <laughs> but, but they're not calling him a racist. They're not calling him a xenophobe. They're not – so so this is what I mean, folks, by by looking at everything through a letter D. That's got to drop, a letter D, a letter R, whatever.
5: Um, well, but, here, here's an interesting point. When you were talking earlier and you're wishing you're, and, you're, and your friend or whatever and, and couldn't make on the phone call, but you see mostly conservatives will be very cordial on how they treat someone. Even when they, they disagree politically, you want to have a, con- a conversation. And civility has been killed by the left, by everything going through a limbs of of, of um, racial politics or it's got to be identity politics, where the the Republicans – I'll just have a, a conversation with you. We're going to disagree. We may, d- may come to so, you know similar grounds where we may just still always be uh, uh, opposite sides. Mm-hmm. But we want the conversation. And the left doesn't want that. They want to shut you down until you agree with them. That's the only conversation. You have to agree with them.
1: Well, it's the old, uh, it's the D-Way or the highway, and, and it shouldn't be like that. So, okay, Larry, man, I really appreciate you calling. No problem. Have um, a good show. I'll watch from the uh, YouTube. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Right, man. Bye, man. So, okay. So, uh, Luce, if you're out there, go ahead and, um, and make that phone call now. Um, because <laughs> I think, I think we can make this work. Um, folks, if you're just tuning in, and, uh, I'll say hello to the folks down in, uh, in Florida. Uh, we've got some good folks down there who I think missed the first 30 minutes of the show. So, uh, look, uh, every Tuesday, you know, it's on point with Victor time. So. <laughs> but, no, I have great listeners in Florida. And uh, if you missed the first 30 minutes of the show, you can always pull it up on your podcast. In fact, you'll be doing me a favor. If you go to your podcast, search "On Point with Victor" and become a subscriber, it costs you nothing, but it really will will help me out with with you know the numbers and all that good stuff. So, um, look, I this the show it it isn't done for free. So anything uh, you guys can do to help out is always greatly appreciated. So, um, <laughs> what can we get through next? So we're gonna we're we're hopefully um, the person I mentioned earlier will will be able to call in here shortly and uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit. So I've got another question for my Democrat friends. If if you are out there and you're a diehard Democrat and you believe into all the lecturing that we get from the left from the Democrats. Uh, I need to know, or my question to you, is why is the Democrat Party afraid of Tulsi Gabbard? There is a woman that is still in this race, but you wouldn't know that because the media is ignoring her, Biden is ignoring her, and Socialist Sanders is ignoring her. So, why is Bernie Sanders and uh, Joe Biden? Why are they afraid? To allow a woman on the stage with them. Why are they afraid to debate Tulsi Gabbard? Because ladies and gentlemen, Tulsi Gabbard qualified to be on that stage Sunday night, but the DNC changed the rules to knock her off. So... That is a very legitimate question that that I want to know from the Democrat. I wish there was a journalist out there with an ounce of integrity that would look at Biden and look at Sanders and look at the DNC and ask them, why are you afraid for Tulsi Gabbard to be on the stage? Why are you afraid to to debate her? Because – if you listen to the words of the Democrat Party, diversity's first, diversity must come first, and we must have a woman. If you listen to uh Pocahontas Warren, it was all about women, women, women. We need a woman. We're not gonna make progress unless we have a woman. And then she goes and she won't even she gets out of the race, but she won't endorse the only woman left in the race. You gotta ask yourself why? Uh, So, folks, look it up, Tulsi Gabbard. She's still in this race, and they won't let her participate. So your own Democrat leadership is pushing out a woman, and she's not just a woman, she's a woman of color. They're pushing her out, and they're not allowing her to participate. Why? Why? Why This is coming from the party who tells me I should put diversity first. Not efficiency, but diversity. And folks, if you put diversity first, you will get neither. You will get neither efficiency or diversity. If you put efficiency first, you put character first, you put the most qualified first, and you will get both efficiency and diversity. That's just the truth. Uh, So I really, really, really want to know why that they're they won't allow Tulsi to be on on on, on the stage. Why don't they want to want to listen to her? I mean, it just blows my mind. Uh Paulina, if you're out there, you can call in now too, and Luce, if you're out there, you can call in now as well. Uh, I think we've got everything straight. Uh so uh either one of you guys jump on the phone, give us a buzz right now, and we will take the call. Um so I want to go into uh, so not not only it, did I have that question with about you know if we're supposed to believe in diversity then why won't they let Tulsi Gabbard on now folks I have my own um, my own theories because look Tulsi Gabbard I don't agree with very much of what she says but yeah let's do it uh, so we got a call we do have a phone call c- caller coming in so we're gonna put the caller as soon as you're on just start talking to me. Um, and we'll we'll get you on here uh, So uh, Caller when you're there Just start call, just start talking to me Say
6: hello
1: uh, And I'm not hearing anything yet So When you're there Caller Hi, just Hi Rick Oh there we go Who, Who's on the line here Hi
6: this
1: is Luce Figueroa. How's it going Luce Ladies and gentlemen This is my friend Luce Luce how are you doing I'm so glad How are you feeling by the way uh,
6: With everything that's going on Just a little bit scary just well, because I, I have some Really serious health ish, issues well, you, you, are so very, I am
1: you are very You are very susceptible I'm scared of getting this thing Right, you are very susceptible Because of the situation you're in So so tell me that you are Doing everything to protect yourself You're, you're you got, Basically
6: you're, the only place I go Is to the doctor's office When I have appointments And that's it for the last two weeks That's all I've been doing
1: Well good, well so, listen Listen, you, you keep doing that and, you know, when this blows over, you'll be able to come back out and do the things you were doing before. But, but until then, you know the soccer community has your back. And if you need anything, you don't hesitate to ask any one of us for help. So I'll just get that out of the way first. So, so I truly appreciate that. Don't hesitate, Luz. You know that we're here for you. now, And, and you know, Luz, you and I disagree on a lot of things, but that one thing we can agree on is helping each other out. So you don't let... You, oh, you, you definitely. Make, you make sure. I
6: was, just, I was just thinking about that, how we've gone from, and at least since I've been politically aware since I was a teenager, if I believe in A and you believe in B, That means that uh, we're enemies, and I hate that because (laughs) we can disagree politically, but still have each other's back. Mm -hmm. We still, for the most part, believe in in a lot of the same things. We believe in keeping each other safe, Mm -hmm. not killing each other, (laughs) helping each other out. Right. And I just, I, I wish that sentiment would be more prevalent out there instead of... I hate you because you're a Republican and I'm a Democrat.
1: Absolutely. And, and, Luz, that, that is a message that I wish everyone could hear because even if you're, again, you may be a letter D, you may be a letter R, you may be an L or an independent. And, but what, what should come before a letter should be people. And you and I have discussed before, um, and I tell you all the time, I, you know, people will always want to brand me as a Republican, but you know what? I'm a constitutionalist. Before any loyalty to a political party, I'm an American. And and you and I have discussed, we can come up with solutions for the American people that don't have to come through the perspective of a letter D or R. I mean, is that not true?
6: You, you would think so.
1: <laughs> we would hope so. Um, but it,
6: we're so entrenched in our beliefs now that it doesn't seem like we can do anything. Like, that's the one good thing that seems to be coming out of this. Uh, so that I've seen so far is that people are finally coming together and pulling, putting political, politics aside right. to actually it, do something good for the people.
1: And you know what, Luce, That is a hundred percent true. And that's uh, started off the show with with hoping that we could we could get together more, drop the politics, and let's just get let's because, Luce, you know, if we stand together as Americans, we're pretty powerful. And um, just as, as a soccer team coming together can be pretty powerful on the field, we as Americans can be powerful when we stand together. Um, so you're right, Luce. You're absolutely right. Well, Luce, we are unfortunately at the end of the show. Listen, I want to have you on again because I want to get into some discussion about a little bit of politics, like what I was talking about with Tulsi Gabbard and things like that, with the Democrat choosing the two whitest dudes. Uh, so, um, Luce... You take care of yourself and hang in there. Will, will you call back? Can we schedule maybe next week or something? Uh, certainly try. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. I hear the music. We are out of here. Thank you so much, Luz. Thank you, people.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.